Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I'm Rob. To my immediate right is Tyler. How's it going, everybody? Andrew is not here with us today. He's out on assignment. He's actually working a real job today. Yeah. So yep, uh, lucky, yep. Andrew. Uh, and as always, we got Chief Chiba with us. Uh, man, a few words. Uh, got that stoic stare that kind of gives me nightmares at night, but he keeps me on my P's and Q's. So um, I want to step into something a little bit. Uh, it's a little crazy thing that happened in baseball last night. I don't know if you guys had seen where the Braves had scored 29 runs. Uh, 29 runs, that's pretty impressive. That was, a, I think, a, a major league record they tied from back in the 1900s. Yeah, uh, but it's a good thing that they scored those uh, twenty nine runs because they gave up nine, and typically when you give up nine runs, you're taking a big L. So uh, the other thing too is uh, I'm I'm t- I'm kind of thinking that the Braves scored twenty nine runs. That's probably more points than the Falcons will score in their first two games this year. So it's very possible. Yeah. So Tyler, I'm going to let you introduce our uh, our guest today. Today on the podcast, last but not least, calling off Charlie Culberson, seniors here on the podcast with us today. Charlie, we're we're thrilled to have you, man. And hey, I'm glad to be and here. Excited to do this thing. So that was one of the things when we uh, we got the setup to do this podcast. We got something that was mobile that we could take with us, uh, and we could kind of go on the road, kind of be road warriors with this thing. And uh, and this is one of the the first places I wanted to come was to come talk to you. So you were you were first on my list to get to. So and I'm hey, happy. That's good to know. Yeah, we're, thank you we're, for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man, so really do. I want to get into uh, the day in the life of baseball with Charlie Culberson. Uh, I just kind of want to know where it all started, when you started, uh, when, when, when you caught that itch and you knew that baseball was something that you wanted to be in, in your life uh, for the rest of your life. So, Well, I guess it had to start back when I was a little kid. Yeah, because right. then back in the you know, late 60s, you know, 70s, there was no internet. There was no – you know, we had – Pinball machines, back when, back when you actually went outside the play. Yeah, yeah when and, kids actually sweated you know, and didn't mind. Yeah, <laughs> you go home. I mean, if you stayed around the house, you had to work. Right. So we all get together, neighborhood kids, and it was baseball season. We went and played Sandlot. It was back football. We all played football. It was basketball. We all played basketball. And you stayed out till uh, sun went down. Yeah. Then you came home. Yeah, right. something know. something the kids do, they they <clears throat> consider that punishment nowadays. They don't even have any idea yeah. what that's about anymore. So yeah, but you know, then it's a lot different than it is now. Of course, how we know. Sure. Because uh, you, you know, your parent ran you out of the house. <clears throat> you get on your bicycle and you go to somebody's yard or house or sandlot somewhere and you played and nobody worried about you. you yeah, know? it was uh, much safer then. Right, um, but um, you know, I, I, you know, even though I played all three sports. You know, baseball is my love. Right. I was pretty good at it. Um, pretty and, good. Yeah. He was, he was, he was a, probably a, a way above average. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just love playing every day. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, every day we, we got rained out for our game, I cried. Yeah. Because you look forward to playing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but you know, started then, I just knew I wanted to go to college and go to professional ball, and, you know, and play. And whatever it had to take. Yeah. You know, I was just a hard worker, going to outwork everybody. Um, you know, I had some talent, but you know, I just I just love playing. So I'd be out there all day long. Yeah, that's right. all we do, play ball. Yeah. So we kind of self-taught one another. You, know, you had coaches, you had dads out there helping, and they knew some things. But you, we really learned a lot just by going out and playing. Right. Right. You know, the whole thing is kind of goes back to uh, you only get you only get good with repetition. You know, right. practice, practice, <clears throat> practice. Oh, it was, that, it was that, it was every day. On the weekend, you know, wake up in the morning, eat some breakfast, and you was over to 
you know, your buddy's house and you already had your game lined up to play. Yeah. And you was there all day. You came home, ate some lunch, went back. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, so you graduated from Coosa High School. Coosa High School. Eagle. 79. I don't tell that a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, but 79. And uh, from there I went to Jackson State. My sister, the reason I went there, I mean, they had good baseball, but my sister went there. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just kind of felt comfortable going where she was at. Sure. So, uh, you know, found out when tryouts was. And uh, went to, it's like a three-day tryout. And made it to the last day. And, you know, Coach Abbott, Rudy Abbott, which is probably taught me more about baseball than anybody. I, I really didn't learn how to play play until I got there. Gotcha. Uh, so, I, you know, he came up to me, offered me, had one spot left, and offered me a uniform. That's awesome. So I took it. And, uh, and uh, you know, from there, just, uh, you know, he saw something in me. You know, hustle, I had some speed, you know, and I was a grinder. Uh, so the, the first year at Jackson State in the fall of 79, I was uh, – I got redshirted. What redshirt means is, is you're on the team, but you don't get to play. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, which I, I was okay with that. I was – shit, I was 17 years old. Yeah. My first year in college. Uh, and most people 17 is still in high school. Yeah, right. That's pretty impressive. And yeah. when you talk about you going from playing high school ball to college ball, you're actually, you know, 17 years old. You're still filling your body out, and you're playing against grown men. Yeah, you're out there point. with some grown men. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was 16 my senior year. Yeah. I mean, 16-year-old nowadays, you're a sophomore that's in high right. school. That's yeah. right. Just getting but, your license, too. Yeah, but uh, anyway, you know, so I did my time. And uh, worked my way the next year. I got me a little scholarship money, and the next year I got more scholarship. And ended up being a starter uh, by my sophomore year. And then from there, every time I was a senior, full scholarship, All-American in 84, first-team All-American, runner-up in World Series, made all-tournament team, uh, first-team, you know, just – End up, you know, just hard work, you know, paid off for me. And this, and at this point, uh, with all those those accolades that you've got uh, working in your favor, you're probably getting some looks by now. Uh, yeah, my junior year, we was uh, in Riverside, California, for the Division Two World Series, and I was doing extremely well. And I had some scouts come up and talk to me, and I thought I might have a chance that year, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Then the next year, my senior year, I was, since I was kind of on the radar, had more people come by and watch me play. And I had a really good year, you know, and then eventually got the San Francisco Giants drafted me in the 16th round okay. that year as uh-huh. a senior. So I got me a scout called me up and said, we drafted you, and I got you $1,000 in a plane ticket. Oh, wow. <laughs> the <laughs> big bucks. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'll take it. Yeah, so, I wouldn't. At no that doubt. point, you've made it. Like, you yeah, the well, big yeah. At that point. I thought it was in the big leagues, but you really wasn't. You yeah, know. the grind I, just kind of started. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, once you get there, everybody's good. Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah. There's no you know. weak, there's no weak links. And uh, so, you know, it, it was a tough road. I got to uh, end up getting um, released by the Giants, signed with Kansas City, um, um, eighty-seven, played in the Florida State League down in Fort Myers. And this year, I won my won a batting title that year, and I went to Double uh, A, and I ended up in Double A with with the Royals. Okay. Uh, so. I made I made that decision. Some things were going. On. I made a decision to come home. I was married, had my daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a tough living because I made eleven hundred dollars a month. Sure, yeah, that's that's you know, and that's hard to you're take paying you're paying rent, and you're earning yeah. every penny of it every right. day I mean, out there, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, my wife, you know, when we was at home, she worked at McDonald's. 
during the morning yeah. to earn extra money, just help out because, you know what I mean, $1,100, it's not a lot of money. So, anyways, but, you know, I eventually just, I retired, want to do what's best for her and my, my daughter. So, yeah. retired, came home, got normal jobs. Uh, and then from there, buddy of mine, Eddie Ashworth, approached me, wanted to open a batting cage. It's called Strike Zone. Yep. So, we opened that up in 94, and I've been doing this ever since. Ever since. So, uh Let's talk a little bit about out in uh and and everybody everybody listening unless you uh unless you live under a rock. Uh Charlie uh is Charlie Culverson of the Atlanta Braves uh father. Uh let's talk a little bit about watching him grow up and when you saw in him when you knew say this this kid's special, he's got something uh that that a lot of these other kids don't have, uh whether it be his worth ethic uh, or just his his ability to just get it done. I, and I remember, and I'll tell you a funny, uh, like a story. I actually worked out, I worked at uh, Rome Health Spa uh, when I, right out of high school. And I remember you would come in, and uh, and little Charlie would be there, and he would work out. And he, I remember watching him, he would uh, he would work his forearms, or he was always working his core, even as a little kid. So I remember all those things, and, and I know that, he was he was always putting in the work. Even at a young age, he was in there putting in the work, and you were you were guiding him and directing him along the way. So, when did you see it? When when were you like, wow? Um, you might think I'm crazy, but I really when he first started playing coach pitch at five. Yeah, he was playing with eight year olds. Yeah, and he was better than about all of them at five. And I, I knew then I could just see the the talent mm-hmm. then. Yeah. yeah. You know, it might sound crazy, but I knew then I said, you know, he's going to be able to do something. Yeah. You know, and he just – but Charlie, you know, his work that was always there. Oh, it still is. You know, I never had to tell him. You know, I was hard on because, you know, he said, Dad, I'm going to play Major League Baseball. So, okay, these are things you want to do. Yeah. And uh, so he listened, allowed me to, you know, guide him some. And, you know, and uh, he just kept working, kept working. And, you know, eventually, you know, he – you know. Got to the big leagues. Yeah, he was on a in high school. He was on a pretty stacked baseball team. Uh, those guys, Calhoun, he, has, yeah. he has some good ball players on that team, and uh, and so I, and I believe was Josh Smoker. Josh Smoker was on that team, drafted that year, and got a kid named Brody Pullen. Yeah, was on the team. So his senior year, he got drafted in '07. They had three guys off that team get drafted, which is rare. It is for three. For a high school team, have three guys drafted off the same team. Yeah, and you got to look at the percentages too. How many kids actually play baseball in the United States? Uh, you know that that are trying to try to go to the next level, whether it be college or, or even get drafted into the into the you know the major leagues. And and now you got the international kids too. So it's uh, it's to to get drafted out of high school is 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 saying something. I mean, it's 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 a big it's a big deal. It's right? A huge yeah, because you figured it's only with well, then it was forty rounds. Yeah, thirty teams, so twelve hundred players get drafted every year. You know, so it's and you're been, in the top twelve hundred players in in the world now. Yeah. You're looking at international kids, so it's it's, it's yeah, a, it's it's the odds are against you, absolutely. But you know, he wanted to play. He showed me he wanted to play, so I did. Me and his mother did, you know, everything we could to give him that opportunity. Yeah, he did the work. We just provided the vehicle for him to to get there. Yeah. What what was what was it like, uh, your first when you get the call and it's like, hey, I'm I'm playing tonight. I'm 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 in the starting lineup tonight, and you guys and and you guys it was in San Francisco, correct? 
He, he when he got called up, he was with San Francisco. He was in AAA. They was um, – I forgot if it was at home. They might have been at home. They were playing in Fresno. He called me about about before midnight. We laying in bed, and he called me. And as soon as I heard his voice, I knew – I knew something was, you know, was up. Yeah. Right. And he told me he did, and we're going to the big league. Yeah. <laughs> Are you good? I feel it. <laughs> Take your time. But anyway, so, you know, I'm screaming. Kim's mother's screaming. You know, I get on the phone. I mean, he said, I'm going to be playing in Arizona, in Phoenix. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to be starting. Well, it's midnight. You got to get a plane ticket. <laughs> I got to get plane tickets. <laughs> I got to get, you know, my daughter. I, we she wouldn't answer her phone, so we drove to her house, got her up, told her what happened. Of course, she was screaming. So now I'm on the phone calling Delta Airlines. Man, I got to get five tickets. Yeah. And I know these are going to cost me a mint. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so I'm calling. You know, I'm saying, I said, man, you can't get them no cheaper than that. Yeah. No, but it just lucked out, whether it's faith or what you want to call it. I found five tickets in the same row at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Unbelievable. On a flight leaving out at 7 o'clock in the morning Yeah. to go to Phoenix. It cost me, I think it was $900 a ticket. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't it's care. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't care how much they cost. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm gonna do it. That's but something I just, you don't miss. Yeah, yeah well, I'm gonna miss. I said, no you, you make it. I'm gonna be there no matter what. But you know, it just kind of. We found five tickets on the same row. Yeah, on the same flight. That was a divine intervention. And it must have been because you know, I mean, no doubt. So we stayed rest nine. We got to land. We got there, watched the game, turned around, flew back home. Yeah, it was Man. a. A road alone is a road trip. Yeah, it's, just, it's things like that. It's just hard to believe. It's it's just almost yeah. too good to be true sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know it was. Uh, you know everybody talking about how they saw us on TV. You know when he got his first hit, I think yeah. he was his third at bat up. He got a single. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it it was exciting to see. You know, and to have you know the family there and everybody there with us. You know, it, it was it was a special moment. Yeah, man, I know it gives me cold chills. It does. I. Uh, I know that um, wait, I've always kind of followed him, like what he's doing. And, and, you know, of course, he's a hometown hero here for sure. We all, I mean, he, the state of Georgia, you know, we all love we all love watching him being successful and do his thing. And uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate uh, for Charlie uh, on, uh, on the Brace Facebook page. I'll always post things about putting him in the lineup. And, uh, and, and, I, and I'm not afraid to say that I'd probably – if I ever heard anybody talk anything bad about Charlie, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably punch him in the face. <laughs> so, because uh, we we're always pushing for him, you know, and rooting for him, and want to see him be successful. And I know another another thing that I'll bring up to you. I mean, not to, not to mention the walk off home runs he had uh, in Atlanta that he you know just you know nicknamed Charlie Clutch. But uh, that last home run in Dodger Stadium, uh, Vince Scully's mm-hmm. last call, man. That I, I mean that that's the kind of thing. And and I love baseball like like you love baseball. And uh, and I always I always would say uh, I tell her that I love her almost as much as baseball, but she knows I'm lying to her <laughs> because I love baseball, and so I I get emotional on those things, and I see those things, and it uh, it, it resonates with me uh, when those when those kind of things happen, and I can't imagine uh, being able to to watch your watch your son do those things, man. It's just I mean it's just it gives uh, me chills. Oh yeah, it's special. Yeah. Now the, the Vince Scully home run. 
I hate to say it, me, me and Kim was actually in a movie. Oh, no. <laughs> we weren't watching the game. We was in a movie. We always recorded it. Yeah. Because it was out in L.A. We went to a movie. Yeah. And uh, my phone was just blowing up during the movie. I'm like, something's right. happened. So I get out and I look at him. I'm like, Kim, Charlie just hit a walk-off. Yeah. What? So we're Send trying to the playoffs. Yeah, we're, we're trying to find it on there, and we finally found it. Yeah. But, you know, just to see that, but to see the fans yeah. react yeah. to that home run and, and his teammates. Oh, man, I just, you know, he had, to be, he had to be on cloud nine running them bases. Could you imagine how many days it took uh, him to come down from that? Man. I mean, it's just. Yeah. A, now, you know, Dodgers Stadium, have you ever been out there and watched the game? It's unbelievable, second yeah. to none. Yeah. You watch how the Dodgers support, the, the fans support Dodger baseball. Yeah. We got lucky enough to go to the playoffs in the World Series. Yeah. And there's nothing like I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing to see the electricity in that stadium yeah. for them Dodgers fans. Yeah. You know, and then Charlie was a part of it. Yeah. You know, he got to hit a home run. He created it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in Dodger folklore forever. Yeah, yeah, and that walk-off with Vince Scully, you know, his last call, you know, that's just that's going to be in history. Yeah, it is. You know, so uh, that, that's special to him, special to us, you know, to be able to – Watch him do things like that. I yeah. guess, you know, anybody's son, daughter, when they do something special, it's always, you know, gratifying to be able to see that yeah. happen for your own, with your own eyes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, we enjoy watching him play. And, you know, mama's mad when he don't get to play. Yeah, me too. I'm right there all, with him. We're it. all mad right there with him. <laughs> Even my seven-year-old daughter gets mad. So. Yeah. <laughs> she seems sometimes time, 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 like the uh, – Back in travel ball, she wants to go talk to the coach. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> okay, I can my son ain't getting to play. You know, she wants to do that. Yeah, right. I don't blame her. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have to calm her down. You know, it's different now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he still, you know, you watch him play. He still loves to play like he did when he's five years old. Yeah. It's he plays. Same. He plays a hundred miles an hour every in time. In it for the joy of it. Yeah, 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 he does. I mean, you know, he loves interacting with the fans. Yeah. And uh, and I think that really, you know, he did that. He always he's always done that, mm-hmm. but you know the Dodger fan he did that with the Dodger fans. Yeah, and you know they loved him. Yeah, you know and he just carries it over to Atlanta and you know he's got a real good following. He still got a good following out in L.A. Yeah, they love him out there. Yeah, yeah, he's just that personal person. Yeah. He's he's nice to everybody. He tries to get everybody time, mm-hmm. talk to him, and uh, you know it's. You know, I, I think, well, you know, Kim, you've done something right. <laughs> you know, raising him. Yeah. You know. Now, I'll tell you, I, you talk about how he interacts with the fans. We went to a game last year, um, and we got some pretty good seats. Yeah. Yeah, we had some good seats. Arguably. Arguably some, the best may, seats we Maybe the got. best, yeah. But uh, there was a kid that kept running down to the dugout every time they, the teams would switch, you know, switch sides. Uh, he kept running up and running up and running up, and nobody would pay him any attention, and you could tell the kids. But I watched Charlie because Charlie's always hanging out of the dugout. He's always paying attention to what's going on. And he kept watching the kid, and uh, he got a baseball and signed it. So when the kid ran down, he, uh, the, the, the players just kind of, other players kind of blew the kid off. But I know they're, they're, they're in the middle of the game, whatever. And uh, Charlie called him back down, and he gave him a baseball that he had signed. So, and that's, I mean, that's, man, yeah. that's just, you just, you don't, we need more guys in baseball like Charlie. We need more guys in life like Charlie. Correct. Yeah, Correct. absolutely. I'll tell you a story. Um, we we always love to go to spring training. Mm-hmm. Me and Kim, we always, you know, four or five days. We like doing it. We were always with the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers spring training was not, it's nothing like i ever seen. Yeah. I mean, they'd be 
thousands of people out there just watching. Fanatic. Just oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So after a game one day, um, we're, um, he's walking down third baseline going to the clubhouse. And we, and we uh, me and his mother's walking down that way too. And we noticed this girl, I mean, she had to be a teenager, mm-hmm. with a pant, dressed out in Dodger stuff and just – won't get Charlie's attention. Yeah. Right. You know, and uh, Kim heard her. She said, you want Charlie's autograph? Yeah. Well, just wait right here. I'll get it for you. <laughs> well, who are you? I'm his mama. He'll do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she hollered at Charlie, and Charlie just stopped, turned around and looked. She said, brought that lady down there. And uh, Charlie got took a picture with her and got her autograph, and, you know, but um, – he always going to do that for his mama. Oh, yeah. He yeah. You know, his mother always said, don't you ever let me see you turn an autograph away. Yeah. If a kid wants your autograph, you better. if I see you turn them away, I'm, you got to deal with me. Right. So he, uh, she made sure that he did those things. Yeah. You know, she knew how important it was because he was a kid one time. Sure. Wanting that stuff. So yeah. she knew it was important. and She wanted him to do it, and she really preached to him about that. And, you know, he listened to her. Yeah. And, it, you know, it. it you know, he he gets paid back tenfold for doing stuff like yes, that. Yes, he does. Sure he does. enough, it stuck with him because he mm-hmm. was the only person giving that kid a ball at the game that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, you know, Charlie, Charlie, uh, it's like his own waivers at this right now with Atlanta. And, uh, and no matter where he goes from here and, uh, and what he does, uh, we'll, we'll always, we'll always be repping the Culberson jersey. No matter where he's playing ball at, he's, uh, He's always going to be. We, he's got you know three fans in my house. Uh, always diehard Charlie Culberson fans, and, and we we want the best for him, and and hope he gets somewhere where he does get him a World Series ring, where they appreciate his hard work, and they uh, they they respect him and respect how he respects the game and how he respects the organization that he's playing for. So we we want the best for him, and well, we appreciate that. Yeah. We, you know, we think you know everything's happened for a reason. Yep, and. Um, you know he's not he's not a quitter. He's going to continue moving forward. Yes, he will. So whatever he's got to do, you know he's going to do it. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully there's something better. You know he's got too much talent, I think, to not playing for somebody. Yeah. He can always help somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully uh, some may recognize that and uh, you know give him another give him opportunity somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's it's yeah. just a I think of time. It is, I think it is too. Yeah. I mean he's uh, he's got faith and. You know, he's got a lot of support. You just got to, you know, it's tough. I mean, when I got my release, when I was in the minor league, it was tough to hear. And it happens to pretty much everybody, yeah. sooner or later. Yeah. Some just sooner than others. Right. Because um, I think any athlete would like to go out on their own terms. Mm-hmm. But it don't work out that way sometimes. Right. So, But he's not out of the game. He's going to have to report. If waivers cleared today. I think it won. I don't know what's happened. Yeah. I haven't heard from him. If it doesn't, nothing happens, he'll go to Gwinnett and just hang out and practice till if something happens. Not yeah. then we'll go into off season with a game plan and you know look to you know either go back with the Braves or well, he's already been offered that. But yeah, um, you know maybe you know another team, new life somewhere where yeah. there's an actual normal baseball season. Maybe right. that's yeah. the best for everybody. So Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, it's, I can't even imagine these you guys know. playing out there with cardboard cutouts and, and noise played over the thing. I don't I don't know if you can adjust to that. You know, it this this whole uh this whole season's just been bizarre. It's been bizarre. But I think wherever he ends up, 
he'll be he'll be someone where people appreciate. Uh, I think so. Appreciate him. So, um, I wanted to get into a little bit about Charlie Culberson baseball, the actual uh, the the travel organization baseball organization that you have. Uh, tell us a little bit about that uh, as far as what's your age groups and uh, and uh, you know what's going on with that with this crazy COVID uh, thing. How's that affected travel? By I imagine it's been it's been a pretty crazy year for you guys too. Uh, yeah, it affected. You know, we got shut down about second week of March, and um, you just kind of you know like everybody else is kind of standstill, don't know what to do. We're all trying to figure right. it out. R- rules yeah. are changing every day. Just um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but we got, you know, started back up in June. And then it was just kind of like a whirlwind from there for the next two months. Yeah. Trying to get all, all the tournaments in, everything in, you know, because most people in baseball schedule vacations, you know, Fourth of July. Right. Everybody's trying to go on vacation. Vacation. Now you run into that. Now you're trying to play. Well, we're going on vacation. Well, we got this plan. We got that plan. So it was kind of real hectic. Yeah. But we got through it. You know, everybody's in the same boat. We got through it and did fall. And now we're starting back over for the, you know, fall season starts up this weekend. And we'll just start it all back over again. How many teams you got? Uh, we just got, I got. I think we got uh, 10. 10 teams. Wow. Yeah, I got, I have two eight-year-old teams. I got 11 or 12, 13, 11, 12, 14, uh, two 15s. Two sixteens and a seventeen. Yeah, well, I know that uh, that the time that Tyler got to spend with you, I, I, I'm speaking for him, but uh, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed the the time that that he got to to play baseball with you under you. Uh, by far, uh, say that you were the the best coach he ever had. By uh, far, yeah. by far. Uh, even even his old dad, <laughs> you you're you're a lot better coach. Uh, you taught him a lot about baseball, and. Uh, and I think it's kind of funny. We had uh, one of the uh, one of the best stories I had. Uh, your coaching style and my coaching style was kind of the same, except I was I was kind of I was kind of mean, I guess, to little kids. But I, I just wanted them to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, but one of the best stories uh, that I could say is, I remember we were in a game. We was in a tournament, and uh, and uh, we had a kid on third base, and uh, had a kid on second base, and uh, there was one out. And there was a pop up. You were coaching third. And the ball, uh, the kid on third thought it was <laughs> he thought it was the third out, so he just went ahead and trotted on home because uh, he thought the inning was over. And of course, he got doubled up. And the inning's over, uh, crucial part of the game. And I remember you you just you talked to him on the way over. You didn't yell at him like I would have yelled at him. You didn't yell at him. You were just talking to him. Very kinda, calm on the very field. calm on the field. And then we go in like you guys go in the dugout. And the team takes the field. And then it just sounds like there's a like a construction going on in the dugout. It's like a somebody, war zone in the somebody, dugout. Somebody's, man. somebody's building a house in the dugout, but uh, it was not. Uh, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you had to get a new fungo bat after that the game. The fungo was getting worked over, man. And the best thing was Tyler sticks his head out of the dugout and shrugs his shoulders at me like, oh, well. And then and then Kim, she sat below me. And she looks at me. And she just shakes her head. But I'm like, I can relate. I wanted to go down there and beat a bat against the wall or something. I was so upset. Yeah, but, I've been known to do those things two times. <laughs> but it's great though. I mean, it's it was it's always the best. And I and I'll say this to you, Charlie. And I mean this, you know, all, you know, all sincerity. Um, I, and I talk a little bit about how I worked on the road and I was going away from family. And it's hard being going away from family, and I can relate when you were gone. 
uh, you want to be home with your family. You, you just want to be there and take care of them. But then you, you did the things that you got to do to try to provide for them too. So uh, when I was gone, Tyler spent a lot of time with you here, right here at the, mm-hmm. at the facility. Um, you took a lot of time with him to work with him, to close up that hole in his swing. Uh, and you never gave up on him. You always encouraged him, and you pushed him to to, to work work harder. And uh, and I will forever be grateful uh, as a dad to you for that. And uh, and you guys, I love y'all. Y'all are like family to me. And if I if if there's ever anything I ever could do for you, I'll I'll be more than happy to do it for you. I appreciate you. I, do. I appreciate the nice compliments. Yeah, Charlie. Absolutely. Also, I want to thank you too. That. Um, even though I don't play ball anymore, I'm not I'm not playing anymore. Um, you've um, you've definitely driven me to have a good work ethic in everything I do, and I try my hardest and I don't give up at anything I do. And uh, I'd like to thank you and and uh, the Double Day Braves I played for for a short time, and um, and Eric too, and how y'all all just uh, really drive me to be a better person and have a good work ethic. I appreciate that, Tyler. He's a guitar player now. He put the baseball down and p- plays the guitar. That is true. It's pretty ridiculous. Also, we're talking about the walk-off swing that Charlie had. Um, uh, for the longest time, when I was taking lessons here, it, it was that it was that one YouTube clip of Charlie hitting the walk-off home run, and I would just back it up over and over and slow it down in slow motion and just watch his hips. And I'd always tell myself, if I can get my hips moving like that, <laughs> you know, get the knee in, get the hips moving like that. And, yeah, you always are. You know, you remember Tony Gwynn? Yes. Tony Gwynn used to watch a lot of video. Right. But his video, all he did was watch his good swings. Yeah. He didn't watch his bad swings. Yeah, he just watched watch his, his, he watched his good swings over and over and over again. Yeah. Just that positive reinforcement. Just, I'm going to see my good swing. I'm going to see my bad swing. I'm going to see what I'm doing when I'm doing right. Right. And then you picture that in your mind. And that was a good, you know, good philosophy for him and for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Not even in the realm of baseball. Just apply that to every day. Don't dwell mm-hmm. on the bad things and focus on the positive things. Yeah. Yeah. Only can, only worry about the things you can control. If you right. can't control them, there's no sense in worrying about them. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's I, that's one thing Charlie does. He's that I can't control that. Yeah. He's I can do what I can do, and then everything else I just you no know, sense of worrying about it. Right. Well, I got one question. Uh, where do you see baseball going from uh, from here? Like, do you think we're going to get back to – what do you think? You think we're going to get back to a normal baseball season again? Or are we Depending gonna, on what you call normal. Yeah. Uh, well, are we ever going to get to go sit in the stands and watch a baseball game again? That's kind of what I'm <laughs> – uh, Yeah, I think so. It'll be, it'll be next year, but, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because I miss it. Man, you don't you don't realize how much you miss it till you don't get to get to participate in it. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so we'll, you know, it'll be it'll be next year. But I just, I, you know, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not a big fan of the all the metrics and all that stuff going on. Sure. You know, I don't think it tells the whole story of a player. Yeah. Um, I like to see, you know, them get rid of it really and just go Same back to, here. you know, the old eye test. Yeah. Right. Tell the where the kid can play. Yeah. Who you can depend on, who you can't depend on. Yeah. Um. In, in clutch situation, who's going to give you 100%, who's not. Just go back to find baseball players that play and hustle yeah. and get after it. I mean, when you got to move a runner late in the game. It's hard to watch these guys that, that you know, in my opinion, is a complete head case and, and continue to get playing time over guys that can perform in a clutch. I won't call any names out. Yeah, uh, I mean, but that's, uh, you know, but that's it's, uh, fortunate. But it's, that's what happens, yeah, you know. yeah. I got a, um, I got one thing I want to do before we get out of here. 
Uh, and I, of course, I want to I want to thank you for your time. Uh, it's been uh, it, it, like I said, I've been looking forward to this. You know, ever since we started doing this, I've also got one more question. Oh, okay. You go no, ahead. You no, go no, ahead. no, no, no. I, you go ahead. All right. So you're saying the recruiting thing. You saying it's uh, it back to the eye game, the old days. Uh, you saying too much. Like nowadays, too much of the recruiting thing is too much on the computer. Saying like it's too modernized or something like that. Yeah, technology's good to right. a point, but I think it's just. It's, um, Can't rely on that. There's too much, too much of that going on. It's getting too congested. There's too many ABCs and ITZs and right, all these categories yeah. instead of just the eyeball. Just I remember I tell you a story when Troy was getting recruited. His mm-hmm. the summer during his senior year, uh, an elderly scout was um, he was a guy from Mercer was there, and he had his notebooks and his numbers, and he was doing all that and. It, the elder scout looked in and said, son, what you doing? He's, I'm getting all my stuff together. He said, put that pen down and just watch. Just watch the game. He said, just watch. You'll be able to tell if the guy can play or not. Yeah. You just watch him. You can hear it. Yeah, and, you know, I think that, you know, that has left the game. Yeah. Right. People don't watch players anymore. They rely on numbers too much. Yeah, I mean, I can tell if a guy is doing something, not, he's swinging the pitches out of the strike zone or he's getting out front or he's not throwing strikes or whatever. I mean, you can – if you just watch, you can tell that. You can tell when somebody can come through in the clutch. Yeah. Right. So so when you were coming up, the recruiting process was a little different as to when Charlie was coming up, his recruiting process. And nowadays, kids that are in high school looking to get recruited and drafted, you know, how does all that changed? And is somebody nowadays looking to get recruited or drafted, what what's things they can do, you know? In, I mean, a lot of it now in baseball, they right. look at pitcher. They look at – Use of social the, media. Well, that, but they look at velocity right. and what they call the spin rate. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, spin rate, we called it when we played. It was just the, head, the ball had a lot of bite to it. Yeah. It came in and had a real sharp bite. You know, that's what we called it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then when the launch angle of exit velocity, you could tell then when the guy hits the ball, the way it came off his bat, mm-hmm. you yeah. could tell. Yeah. You could hear the sound. You could see the ball jump. Yeah. Got some, got some life to it. Yeah, the eyeball tell you. can tell whether or not – I don't have to have a radar to tell me a guy can throw hard or he can throw a sharp curveball or he can, you know, hit jump to make the ball jump off his bat. You can just see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But too many guys coming out of Harvard Law School got all these numbers up and they don't know the game, but that's how they grade guys now. Yeah. Just video them, send it in, and then they do all the numbers to it and it's like – you know, it's it's like a everyday situation. It seems like there's always somebody making decisions that don't have any idea what's going on, they, but they're still making important decisions. Which drives me nuts. Making important decisions in people's career, their livelihood. Yeah, and they really don't. I mean, they just put a number to it. They don't You're know not, the game. Don't know the game. You don't know because there's a lot more baseball. So it's mental. And uh, I mean, Charlie. I mean, many a time where he he did better off of. Pitchers that was top in the game. I mean, he's bad off side young guys yeah. and hit them better than other guys. Yeah. So if you, if you what to me, if you just watch, you can tell what a kid can hit, can't hit, when he can hit, what he can, if he can pitch, if he's game on the line when he's pitching, is he going to be able to throw strikes? Can you get that guy out? Mentally tough. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, if you just watch. I want those guys. Yeah. Right. Who's the pitcher? Jack Morris. Yeah. High ERA. Yeah. 
But, buddy, when it comes playoff time. He, he was lights out. Oh, yeah. I want him on my team pitching yeah. Yeah. because right. he was like, he was going to win. Yeah. He was that. A one-track mind. He's a winner. Yeah. And to me, those are guys, when it comes down to world getting to World Series, those are the type of guys you need. Yeah. 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 You know, if you're going to win it, you absolutely got to have them. You know, Max Scherzer, you know, last year with, the, you know, Strasburg. Yeah. Those type of pitchers, Kershaw's the – those type of pitchers that that's gonna come on that game, it's, it's game time. Yeah, Oral Hershiser, good yeah, one. Yeah, and they and it, when the game's on line, you want that guy on the mound. You yeah. want that guy at the bat. You want that guy on the field because you know that that guy is gonna be a tough out to get. He's gonna battle you. He's gonna do everything he can to beat you. Yeah, and I'm sure this applies to all other sports, but um, baseball is much more mental strength than it is physical strength Correct. out there on the 100%. field having composure not losing your you know losing your temper out there yeah all think, eyes are on you yeah mental strength in baseball i think is a, a lot more crucial than other sports that people are involved in oh yeah who, who wants to be at the plate with a game on the line in the last inning three two count yeah nobody you know, who, yeah. Wants, who wants to be, who wants the ball on the mound who wants yeah. to want the ball to hit the them it's going to take a clear head to get you out of that situation yeah, yeah. i mean i watched the game the other night i'm gonna say what game it was you know, uh, last inning, uh, team was down by three. They got two-run homer, and this guy gets on second. Then he had a first-pitch pop-up, first-pitch pop-up, and a strikeout. Yeah. I mean, the home runs are good, but when it came down to having to move a runner right. and win couldn't, a ball game. Couldn't do, it. couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Couldn't come out. You know, and, and that's what you're going to face in playoffs. You're going to win a series. If you watch those teams – that goes to the playoffs, win the World Series, they do those things. Right. That's, yeah. Because you're going to face, what, the best pitching. That's right. And they, they know what to do because yep. they're in the World Series, they're in a championship game, and they got the best pitching. They're going to be able to put the ball where they want to. They know where you're not going to hit. And they then you've got to combat that. And am I willing to take that single? Am I willing to hit that ground ball to move a runner over and get them in? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to try to go for that home run? Because that pitch ain't going to let you hit that home run. No. no. You're, not going to, you're going to see one good pitch out of that whole exchange. So, yeah. So, I mean, those teams that win, it's got players that can do that and will do that. Yeah. You know, so I just wish it'd get back more to that than what it is. Well, this Can't is, argue with that at all. Absolutely. This is what we're going to do. Uh, this is a 10 random questions. Charlie Corbison, you answer these 10 random questions to your best ability. <laughs> It can be a yes or no. Uh, or no comment. Or, or no comment. Or, That's right. <laughs> or, or no comment. But, uh, but here we go. We're going we're gonna to rattle them off. Pete Rose, in or out? In. Barry Bonds, in or out? Out. Uh, would the white Sammy Sosa hit more home runs than the black Sammy Sosa? No comment. <laughs> Have you seen this guy's bleaching job? No. He bleached his skin. Uh, you gotta, yeah, when you get a little spare time to rot your brain, go ahead and Google Sammy Sosa's current okay. pictures. He looks great. Not really. Uh, if Charlie Culberson uh, was on the on-deck circle, fixing to take the next hack, uh, what would his walk-up song be? You. You, yourself. You, yourself. Oh. Shoot, I don't know. I never had a walk-up song. What would it be? Um, Being Tyler Guest. If you don't know, I think I got one for you. We got one for you if you don't. Maybe um, Thunderstruck, maybe. That's a good one. That's a good one. Tyler, ACDC. Tyler and yeah. I were thinking Nickelback Rockstar. Yeah. Because we, uh, oh, we remember okay. you kind of grooved on that. You know, that's your yeah. jam. Yeah. Um, 
Who would you rather drink a beer with, uh, Stallone, Elvis, or Superman? Oh, shoot. All three. <laughs> all three. All hey, three. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that works. All right. Um, who's a better cat woman, uh, Eartha Kitt, Michelle Pfeiffer, or Halle Berry? Halle Berry. Okay. All right. Uh, DH, good or bad? Bad. Um, will baseball ever be the same again? No. 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 All right. And last but not least, Charlie Culverson. Who is the greatest utility baseball player of all time? Charlie Coverson. Charlie yes, Coverson. Yes, he is. Right, good is. answer. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, I look forward to hearing uh, good things for Charlie and good things for you and your family. And, uh, you know, thank you again. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. And, man, I'd love to do this again. If yeah. you want to. Hey, we will. We will. We'll make it, a, we'll make it an occasion. So, I would, oh, one okay more thing. That. One more thing. What was your nickname in college? Chiba. Okay, Chiba. all right. So we want to go ahead. Uh, you were the inspiration to uh, Chief Chiba here. I was wondering uh, when you said that, yeah. Chief Chiba. I'm thinking, I was like, <laughs> I was like, we got to think up a name for this thing. Chief Chiba is our mascot. You see him on our social media. He's a wooden Indian, a carved wooden Indian, and uh, he kind of looks at me like Charlie looks at kids on a baseball field. It's kind of <laughs> intimidating. So, uh, but yeah, Chief Chiba, Charlie Culberson. Uh, yeah, you're the inspiration for that. So well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. yeah, you're yeah. our mascot. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, uh, wait for our next episode coming out. We're going to be uh, taking a trip down uh, a wild trip uh, with uh, with Brian Blaylock. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, his experience with ayahuasca, uh, trying to uh, to clear out some inner demons in his in 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 him, and the, the effects and benefits that that it had on his life. And uh, again, thank you, everybody, and uh, we hope to uh, talk to you all soon. Thanks a lot.